Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Will and Dave Show. A uh, quick little content advisory tonight as we get into it. We are going to be talking about uh, dealing with some gender stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some changes to you're in Scotland in, with regards to um, how children as low as the age of fourth or as low as fourth grade in their school system and how gender is handled in schools. Um, but other than that, it should be a relatively tame show. We just wanted you to be aware before we get into it. Welcome to the Will and Dave Show. That's your cue, Dave. Yes, it was my cue, but I had it muted. <laughs> ah, the joys of live TV or live YouTube. I'm sure I don't sound. I'm sure I don't sound a lot different to, to those of you who are listening. But this, I finally have like an office space for, for filming now, and I, I can't overstate my excitement to actually have like proper lights and, 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 and space behind me and room to move. It's great as I thump my microphone stand. You got room like that, but it's chef's kiss. Love it. Uh, well, Will, how was your week? Really good, honestly. Very, very productive. You went for a drive this morning out to our old ranch, and you got the uh, some furniture for your dining set. Yes, sir, I did. No photos to show of the drive? No. It was pretty smoky, honestly. So photo taking wasn't the greatest. Everything was just kind of dingy and gray and or obscured. But it was kind of cool to see all the new stuff along that road because I haven't been up that road in eight years, give or take. Seven or eight years. It's not any smoother, has it? No, oh, the frosties are still there. <laughs> that one hill is still, it's been shredded again. It's just dirt. There, for those of you who live in Canada or northern, northern BC to be, to be a little more precise, you guys and your own maintenance, it really sucks. There's a crack in the pavement. That's okay. We'll just rip the pavement out, leave gravel, and call it good. It's fine. Hill slides. Yeah, we'll cut another notch in the hill. Leave the pavement gone. Just easy, easy. Shake, rattle, and roll your way in. It's all good. Oh, the res got a convenience store, like a tobacconist and, and a and a and a pot shop. That's nice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For those so of you, we who stopped want, who there. Want to... Oh, you did. We did. Um. I'm actually I'm texting a number one fan, Tim. <laughs> let him know we're on. We stopped there, Some and your fan. mother needed a drink. So she got a couple of drinks. I don't know what they were—a juice and an uh, ice iced tea or something. It was nine dollars, and she said, "Yeah, I don't think I'll be buying any tea there again. Not for any other no. reason than I. <laughs> we'd have to get another job." Yeah. Well, we also got to stop at the Shep Inn and get food there, and that was really good. Their, their food is great. And what did you have at the Shepherd's Inn? Eggs Benny. At least get a real it's, meal if no, you're going like, to a restaurant. They're the first place I've been to in Fort St. John because I love breakfast foods. Like I'm, I'm a sucker for like a good breakfast joint. They're the first place I've been to in Fort St. John since I got back that actually had real hollandaise sauce. Everyone else was a mix. How do you know theirs isn't a mix? Because I can, I can taste it. It tastes different. Maybe it's just I could taste mix. what's in it because real hollandaise is only like three ingredients and then spices are optional. So what are the three it's ingredients in real hollandaise? Butter, egg yolk, and uh, um, mustard. That's it. So you're doing egg yolks on top of egg? Butter, egg yolk, and mustard. And oh, yes. Over eggs on eggs. Egg. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Redundant? 
uh, just more egg. Eggs are great. So Why don't you it's just... okay. It's oh yeah no. So Brad, really, really I'm good. not sure what you're asking, but I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw it on the broadcast, and if Susan wants to answer it, she can. Susan's former Spokane friend asked if Susan's God of got vodka. vodka. Can I have some? Please. Can I have some? <laughs> I mean, you're closer. <laughs> I think I'm going to text your mother. I'm, I'm texting somebody too. Look at us! Look at us being professionals, texting oh, yes. while we record a show. Like, wow! Look at us go. My goodness, we are consummate, consummate professionals. Brad Anywho. has a question <laughs> for you. We'll see if she gets back to us before the show's done. Well, two so people are watching. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm going to put this back on the broadcast when Mom comes on. Well, I'm. I'm I, I like these little rambles and podcasts kind of before you get into things as long as they don't drag on too long, which is why now I'm segueing into what we should talk about today. So what, what do we got on the docket for today, Dave? We have, well, I have to I have to preface this by saying that I'm surfing the other day on Facebook or something, and I get a headline, four-year-olds are allowed to, to change their gender in Scotland or something to that effect. I'm like, what? I call BS. And so I clicked through to the link, and while the headline was a bit misleading, the story was fairly accurate. And so it it um it it piqued my interest. And so I texted William and said, "Hey, have a look at this. Let's argue about this." And he texted back and said, "Well, that's a just." disturbing headline except the article was not so bad and so i called your mother so, over and said hey what do you think of this article <laughs> and then i showed her your text and i and she says uh yeah no that's yeah no that's disturbing <laughs> so, so so that was a bit of conversation so let's let's break down what the article had to say here so well, do you want do me to get the article i can get the article. you want to get the article that works fine yes, i'll, 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 get I'll walk us through it Okay, you so walk us while I get the article. Yeah, it's not a very long article, so I, I think I can read it out without, uh, without it being too big of an interruption. If you can pull it up for me, or I can I find can it definitely in our pull messages. There we go. We can talk about other stuff. If you have it in the stream, cool. Otherwise, I've got it here on my, uh, on my browser as well. Okay, so the headline. We'll start with the headline. Scotland will let pupils change gender aged four without their parents' consent and tells teachers not to question a child's request to choose a new name or use a different toilet. So, children as young as four will be able to change their gender at school without their parents' consent under guidance introduced in Scotland. Any okay, I'm going to pause you right there. Mm-hmm. That's the first misleading line of the whole thing. They're not allowed to change their gender. Exactly. And I read the gender... And so while I agree with the sentiment, and I love how there's a million ads in this in this article. But oh, yeah. This, this article is just cancer. It's total clickbait. But oh, hold on. Hold on. We have to go back for a second. Susan is watching. <laughs> well, number two fan, Brad. It's my latest quilting tip. You can make spray starch from potato vodka. Plus, you can imbibe it if the sewing's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and who do we get to razz about the imbibing? The imbibe it, is it? Or you can imbibe if the sewing's... I guess I guess it works either way. We can't really give her a hard 
time about that too much. No. So, so and I so, do yeah. like how you threw your wife under the bus, Brad. Didn't take ownership <laughs> for asking Susan about about vodka, but let's get back to the show. Yeah. So, so the, yeah, the first misleading bit is changing their gender. They're they're not changing their gender. I mean, apart from the fact that gender isn't a, a physical qualification; it's it's a presentation. But still, they're not changing their gender. So, uh, children as young as four will be able to change their gender at school per se, without their parents' consent under the guidance introduced in Scotland. Any pupil who decides they want to switch gender must be supported and listened to in school following the Scottish government advice. The guidance applies to in primary schools where the youngest children are only four or five because recognition and development of gender identity can occur at a young age. It also tells teachers not to question a child who says that they want to transition to live as a boy or a girl and instead ask for their new name and pronouns. And that is true. Yes. Now, the one thing that I didn't have time to look into, but I look at the wording of um, they've given guidance to schools. Yes. Now, I don't know what it's like in Scotland. I'm going to get that article next, actually, because I have the actual guidance. Okay. Well, this is the thing is I don't know if Scotland is the same as, say, America, where a guidance may be a a, a, a memo handed down, but especially private schools can choose whether or not they they want to abide by it or, or just ignore it. They're just given it and then do as they see fit with that information. I'm not sure how that functions in Scotland. It may, may be different, or it may actually be more uh, more concrete. Uh, where were we? Primary and secondary schools have also been told to put books featuring transgender people on the curriculum, allow people to choose which changing room or toilets to use, and consider introducing a gender-neutral uniform. But the guidance was branded, quote-unquote, shocking, and led to concerns that children are being allowed to make life-changing decisions at too young an age. The advice says some young people are exploring their gender identity in primary school settings. Primary schools need to be able to meet the needs of these young people to ensure they have a safe, inclusive, and respectful environment in which to learn. I have yet to see a problem. Oh, I have a few, but that's okay. We'll continue reading and we'll go, we'll come back and talk. Okay. So my first problem for those of you who are looking is the face of the British Secretary, Education Secretary. Man, she looks like a mean teacher. I wouldn't want her in my classroom. I mean, that's that's just cherry picking a photograph, really. I mean, of you can do the same is. thing with like a Donald Trump. You catch him during an ooh, and he looks like a Goomba. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Uh, a section and on. By the way, for those name. of you listening, this is the most painful article to read because of all the ads that keep popping up. There's oh, yeah. a thousand it's, ads. It's brutal. It, it, We're single handedly funding someone's career today. We are. A section on, quote, changing name and recorded sex says children simply need to tell others informally that they want to use a different name and that they don't need to record this formally on their official school record. Advice to school staff on what to do if a child wants to discuss their gender includes asking what name and pronoun you should use to address them. It also says that they should ask if their family are aware they are considering their gender identity, but does not suggest the teacher should contact them. The guidance document also I'm going to pause you right there. Yeah. It's... So it says they should ask if the family is aware, but it does not suggest the teacher should contact them. Yeah. It, it doesn't suggest they should. It doesn't say they can't. Right, exactly. It just isn't mandated that they do it. It just implies that it just uses a negative so it looks like they shouldn't, but it it is not at all what it says. Can we pull up Brad's comment? Which one? For those of you who are watching the stream, uh, the most this. recent one. 
So Brad commented, teaching, reading, writing, and math. Dad and mom can assist in other items. We're going to get to that at the end, I yeah, think. we'll get to that. Put a pin in that. Boop. I will. Where was I? I will uh, put a pin, a literal pin in that. The guidance document also states that no Scottish law compels people to use the toilets that correspond to the gender they were assigned at birth. Marion Calder, director of the Four Women Scotland campaign group, said, To be transgender, you have to have a diagnosis of gender dysphoria. What are they thinking? Parents will be very concerned to be reading this document. Scottish Education Secretary Shirley Ann Somerville said this guidance outlines how schools can support transgender young people while ensuring that the rights of all pupils are fully respected. It provides schools with practical suggestions. The guidance is not prescriptive and does not promote transitioning. So yes. that, that actually answers the question about whether or not it's a mandate. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a mandate or it, prescription. It is just a suggested It is not a mandate in any way, shape, or form. And actually, in the document, which I will load next because I have it here. I, I do not have that one. I have it. I just have to get it to the other screen so I can make it large so that I can share it. It'll, it's coming, folks, I promise. It says in here very clearly that it is... It just is guidance. Right. Um, so I want to go back to that article we'll a little bit. And it's, mm -hmm. it is very misleading, the... The... Uh, the headline is certainly very inflammatory. Yes. They are not able to change their gender. Right. It doesn't say that. And according to the law in Scotland, you have to be 12 in order to change your gender, which yes. is another whole article. Well, yeah. You have to be 12 and you have to jump through a whole lot of hoops. Well, yes. there are less in Scotland than anywhere else. Yeah. But, you can't even start the process officially right. until 12. So someone who have is any any operations or medical procedures until you're 18. Yes. So Yes. So I get the gender idea is different, but they're not able to change their gender. So let's begin if we're going to take these articles and I got this off a friend of mine who's on Facebook who posted it all up in arms about how bad this is. Read the stinking article before you post something on Facebook. Yeah. And then, before you post it, read a few other articles and get a bit more information on the story because it's... It's a good starting point, yeah. Now, there are things the article I get, that I do want to touch on, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not as horrible. I still think it's horrible, but it's not as horrible. What is horrible are all the ads. Yeah, we but, can we can probably kill the article unless you want to like quote things specifically. Yes, they are able to ask to be addressed as other genders or other yep. pronouns without the parents' mm -hmm. consent. And I do have a problem with that. Why? Because when you're six years old or you're eight years old and you wake up one morning and you want to play with Barbie dolls. Mm -hmm. And you want to be called Barbie. Mm -hmm. Why? I don't have a problem with playing with the Barbie dolls. I really don't. But I don't think you should be allowed to be called Barbie. Why? Because your name is John. How many? How many? How many 
little boys run around and wear a mask and a cape and want to be called Batman. And okay, we play I don't and have a Batman. problem if you're playing games. I don't right. have a problem with playing games. I have a problem if they wake up one morning and say, no, now I'm Barbie. Because I like Barbie dolls, so therefore I want to be Barbie. I have a problem. Now, if you want to play I mean, Barbie for an hour after school, yeah. I don't have a problem. Well, obviously, a kid isn't Barbie or isn't Batman. And I think it's pretty... I don't think kids are completely devoid of that knowledge. But if if a boy, if a, if a young lad wakes up and wants to be called, a, like, referred to as a girl, I, I don't, I don't see. I think the that's issue. a problem. Why? Because he doesn't know yet. He doesn't, he doesn't know, know his gender identity. He doesn't know any of that. He doesn't, so he doesn't have to have one. So he sees a thing he likes. He likes a Barbie doll. He wakes up mm-hmm. and he likes a Barbie doll, and he says, mm-hmm. "I want to be like Barbie. I'm six. If he I want sees to be like a Barbie, pair of so cool cargo shorts, is he allowed to wear them? It's a little bit different. Is he, is he allowed to like? Is, how is it different? Because if he likes combat boots and wants to be addressed as dude, or, or very hyper masculine terms, we wouldn't have an issue with that, would we? No, because he is masculine. Because he is. Is a he male. though? He, he he's only masculine male. because we are assuming he's masculine. No, if we he are. Wants to be more. If he wants to be more effeminate, why, why, why shouldn't he be able to be more effeminate? Because. If he opens his pants and looks down, he irrelevant. is he is male. Irrelevant. No, what's it's not his legs has, What's between his legs has absolutely no bearing on whether he is masculine or feminine in nature, in 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 how he presents himself. How he so talks what I am acts. saying to you, and I don't have the science for this. This is my personal opinion because I know you don't have the science either. So therefore, we're arguing opinions. So he doesn't know at the age of six. Mm-hmm. If he has masculine or female leanings in his psyche, because his psyche's not so, developed. Okay, so why it's shouldn't he be allowed to explore so, them? Because I be feel, as do them? a number of those on the right, feel that all oh, these ads are driving me crazy. Let's kill the article. Thank you. I feel, <laughs> as do a number of people who are more conservative leaning, that if you have the feelings, and you're for. You don't know what the feelings mean, and you may not agree with them tomorrow because you wake up and you see a shiny Tonka toy, and now I want to be Jim Bob the Tonka driver. Cool. Let him be Jim Bob the Tonka driver. Tonka driver, then. I don't see. I, 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 I fail to see the problem. The problem is, is as humanity, we do see ourselves as male and female for n- for 99.99993% of the population. So let's just that's, ignore... That's an extreme number, but yes. It is an extreme number because that is the ratio of the male and female versus the non-binary. So let's just... Maybe versus non-binary, yes. perhaps. So we're talking about the physical attributes and not, and not the gender issues. We're talking about the physical attributes. And so... Mm-hmm. When you wake up at six and you are a male, mm-hmm. you have the equipment of a man, and you wake up and you say, I want to be Barbie, and you're mm-hmm. six, you don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. It's you woke up and you saw a Barbie doll and you say, hey, I want to be Barbie because that's cool. And so you wake up and you say, oh, cool, I want to be Barbie. If you support that and say, yes, you should be Barbie, and yeah, we'll throw our... 
you know, the books and we'll throw the manuals and we'll show you how to be Barbie and we'll show and we will address you as Barbie and she. It's not a matter of like shoveling that information at the kids. It's just giving the option for they're not saying only transgender books should be available. They're just saying there should be books with trans inclusion available. I don't think we should because they don't know. And so what happens is if they're not... They don't know any not more trans- or less about that than than about being extra boyish or or, or like a, a boy acting like a boy or a girl acting like a boy. The idea here is to just give them free reign to learn who they want to be rather yeah, than corralling them into one or the other based off of what's in their shorts. No, I think you corral them into what they are physically made until they are old enough to know the difference. But that's because, the thing, though. Because like, they don't know you the difference. We we have this we have this 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 mindset that people with penises are supposed to act a certain way or well, they're I'm sure we're going to get pre-programmed. We're going to get dinged on the way. algorithm. It's penis and Trump are the two bad words. Wang doodles, <laughs> you know, tallywhackers, whatever <laughs> <laughs> you want to call it. A, a dingly dangly diddly ding dong. Well, to see you say that three your, times yeah. really fast. Don't tempt me, but. <laughs> We, we assume that because you have that in your shorts, you're supposed to act a certain way. But that is only because that's the way we've done it in the past. There is really We no assume that actual... because the majority of men do that. It's been... In the past have done that. Past tense. And it's changing. It's I... changing. Here's the reason why I think it's changing. Is because we're looking at kids and say, ooh, you wake up one morning and you want to be Barbie. Cool, we're going to... And follow up with that we're going out to call you a she and we're going out to let you use the pronouns etc he doesn't know that he feels like a she he knows he woke up and he saw a shiny thing yeah he's he is a dog who saw a squirrel and went squirrel and we're like cool we're just going to support that squirrel and (laughs) and in doing that we do support some things that are not valid it just is a six-year-old It's woke up and saw valid. a shiny thing. It's just that it's outside the norm. It is. It should be no different than a kid. If a kid likes a Tonka truck, or a Barbie, or an Army man, or a, a, a Bratz doll, it, it should have absolutely. It should not matter which toy they like. And, and I'm not saying it matters if like. he likes the toy. I'm saying it matters if we support <laughs> it up to the point that we say, "Okay, you want to be called she." We will call you she. And that is what this recommends. Yes. That if he wakes up and say, I want to be Barbie. From a teacher's perspective. Yes. I can't believe that I, to a certain degree, am agreeing with Brad's sentiment here. But the teacher's job is not to choose that for the kid. The teacher's job is to provide a healthy learning environment for the kid to learn and grow. And if that's the direction the kid is growing, as long as it is not actively harmful, why should they not support it? Because they're not mandating it. it. They're not encouraging kids to be more effeminate or not, or or to be more Hold non-binary. On, no. They're just giving them the option to Hold do on. it. Hold on a second. I have to, I have to compose myself. <laughs> I have to stop if looking little, at my monitor. I'm gonna. So we're beating on little Johnny. I'm gonna beat on little Sally now. Okay, beat on beat on little, little Sally then. So Sally wakes up and she sees GI Joe. And she says, yes. I want to be G.I. Joe. Yes. And she wakes up the next morning and says, I want to be G.I. Joe again. And, mm-hmm. and she goes to school and says, I want to be Joe. And the 
gets in the in, in the classroom and the teacher says, "Oh, hi, Sally." She says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not Sally. I'm GI Joe." Mm-hmm. And the teacher says, "Oh, okay, Joe. What are you doing today?" And she says, "I'm going to, I'm going to go shoot people because that's what GI Joe does." Now we're taking it too far. Now we're going to scale it back and say, no, we don't shoot people because that's not what G.I. Joe does. He shoots right. bad guys. So we're going to we're going to back it off. Except I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll call you Joe and I will I'll let you wear jeans in school and an army jacket and all these mm-hmm. things. And she says, and what's more, I want to be called he, him, he, him and whatever the other one is. Now, he is, is generally what you refer to it as. So here's the thing that I don't foresee. I don't foresee a six-year-old waking up and saying, hey, I want to be a he-him. Yeah, I, I agree. Don't the chances that. of that happening are super slim. Right. So what I think, though, is if you introduce the mantra of... Not the mantra, that sounds horrible. If you introduce education which supports this idea that, hey, if you wake up one morning and you want to be G.I. Joe, you don't know your gender yet, so therefore we're going to support that for a week. At the end of a week, if mom and dad have supported it and your teachers have supported it and it's in the textbooks that supported it, it doesn't make it right. Here's what it does. In their head, it solidifies and says, hey, this might be right. I'm going to keep doing it because obviously everybody's agreeing with me. Inversely, but, if if that's something that they know that they want and everyone around them tells you, ah, no, you're a girl, you can't do that. Now they're, now they're going to be solidifying, so, oh, something's wrong with me. So I agree with you that if everybody looks and say, no, you're not allowed to play G.I. Joe, that's not right either. But here's what we don't have to do is we don't, have to support them up to the extent where, hey, I'll call you Joe. You're not Joe, you're Sally. Hey, I want to be he, him. No, you are, for all intents and purposes now, you are a girl. Your name's Sally, and that's... Now, I don't mind on the playground. If you want to go out and get... with your guns and your toys, and you want to be G.I. Joe on the playground, no problem. No problem whatsoever. See, in this... But if you support the feeling and it's not right, at six years old, they don't know wrong, what's though. right. I don't think it's wrong feeling. It's a neutral feeling. It's, 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 a, it's not good or bad. It is just a feeling. I view it as just supporting the kid as they grow and learn what they like, what they don't like, who they are, and who they don't want to be. I just see it as supporting them. So next week as when they decide they want to be Jim Bob, fire at her. Fire at her. And you don't if think I in a six-year-old or seven-year-old or eight-year-old that you aren't making confusion in that kid's head? Oh, you want to be Sally this week? You're Sally. Hey, you want to be Jim Bob this week? You're Jim Bob. At the end of it, how does he know who he is? As everything he decides, he's six or seven or eight or nine years old. And every time he has a whim, we say, oh, we got to support he, that. How would he know who he wants to be is he, if he's never explored these things, whether he's young uh, or an adult? How would he know? If you're lock, if you're if you're ramming him into one path, well, or, it's or not one really ramming. Paths, well, you you're not allowing him to branch out of out 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 of his lane that he's in. 
So what you're saying is, or what I would say as a parent, and I think I'm a pretty good one, all evidence apparently to the contrary tonight. I'm not saying you're a bad one. I'm just saying that certain things you're saying are things I don't agree with. doesn't mean you're a bad parent. But what I would do is say, hey, you want to go work in the kitchen with mom? Work in the kitchen with mom. You want to go out and ride an ATV? Ride an ATV. You want to shoot some guns? Shoot some guns. I never owned a gun. I'm sorry. I left you out of that one. Um, If you want to wear a dress and be Barbie, I probably wouldn't stop you unless you went into town and wore a dress. I probably would stop you there. But those aren't the issues. They really aren't. Experimentation and identity is not an issue. It, it, it's when you have a whim as a six-year-old or an eight-year-old or even a 15-year-old, you say, ooh, I think I want to be Jim Bob. I was watching I was watching a show on TV the other day, and there's this really, really awesome guy, and his name was Jim. And he used to be a woman, and now he's a guy, and I want to be like him. Why not? Because they're not. They could be. So what we're doing is we're saying what you are and the facts of the case... What you are physically, you don't have to be anymore because that really it doesn't matter. And I think it I think it really it does matter. And the reason we know it matters is in order to change, we have to have surgery and take estrogen and do these it's things. Difficult. If a kid wants it's to difficult. be an astronaut, you can't just be an astronaut. It takes effort. Yes, it takes effort. That's an extreme it, example, but it takes effort, except it isn't changing your psyche or your physical body except for exercising it just you're enhancing who you are here's a better example if you want to be an astronaut and you're 80 pounds overweight you you have you have to change that although it does not it doesn't alter your your who you are yeah it, it alters whether or not you qualify as an astronaut right now, except you are a bit a more of an extreme still. example well, yeah, when it comes to transitioning, there's, it's difficult to do, but that doesn't mean you can't or shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean it is not an option. But the transitioning, okay, but, I, I'm that, not going to get into That's the assumption that. of chemical transitioning. Uh, we're not even getting into actual transition. We're just talking about, like, gender and, and presentation. We're going to look for something we pronouns. can agree on. That's going to be difficult. No, it's not. This is Brad's comment. Ah, uh, yes. Teaching, reading, writing, and math. Dad and mom can assist in other items. That is assuming they have two parents who give a crap. And exactly. are, are, are there, that the kids are comfortable talking to about these things or that they live in a household that is even remotely open to talking about such heavy topics. Yes. That's if making your dad a is leap. a pedophile, he's not going to talk to you about... He's not going to talk to you about safe sex. If your mom is an alcoholic, she's not going to teach you anything in the kitchen. Or, or less likely to. Right. So I, as much as it pains me, I believe in sex education. Now, I'm not a fan <laughs> of the direction that it's gone, except I am not a fan of leave it with no mom parents. and dad because, and I would say the majority of parents are woefully... Inequipped. Or ill-equipped, yes. Yeah. I mean, or if they do, uh, they're pansy asses. Yeah, I, I, this is not a, a knock against your generation 
but I think even in I, my generation, it well, this is the thing is like your 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 generation, especially when you were younger, you were not educated a lot about sex. Like there were no there was no easy access to that information. I imagine your parents were even less open with that information than. <laughs> okay, I'm going to spill the beans. Okay, okay, okay. The extent of my sex education, my formal sex education was. Don't. I found a James Dobson Focus on the Family article under my pillow, <laughs> and the cover was STDs. I can't. I was looking for the cover a while ago because I wanted to talk about it. That was the extent of my formal sex education. It was a focus on the family art uh, magazine, and the cover was STDs or something to do with STDs, and that was the extent. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my parents, but but it was shortly yeah. after that that I realized that I was a fan of physical education in school. Yeah. And, and so I don't I don't hold any of that against you because your education was was virtually non-existent. So it's unrealistic of me to have an expectation that you are going to have the tools to fully educate your children if you weren't given any to begin with. And so you're someone who would do it if you had the information, but there are a lot of parents who may not be comfortable doing that or or may just not think it's necessary. But the kids need to learn it from somewhere. So let's move on on Brad's other comment here. Okay, we got we got two of them actually. We got to touch on. Let's yeah. start with the first one. You can read it. If your grandchild says they are Batman and believe they should fly, I will not allow them to climb on the roof of the house. I will discuss why it will harm them if they jump off the roof. I get where you're going with that metaphor, but that's it's a that's pretty really, good one though. I, I don't I don't think so. So I, don't, I do I don't as view I think it what they're happening the in the schools. But what they're doing in the schools is not encouraging them to jump off the roof. It's just letting them run around in the costume. Without, well, without incident. Yes and, and maybe no, even calling think, them Batman if they want to be called Batman. So I don't care about the Batman, and although I do, I care if he roll if he jumps off the roof as he thinks he can fly, or not even fly, if he's Batman, he just and he can leap tall buildings and that's okay. That's so, getting into the difficult stuff that it's hard for a teacher to talk about. That's where the teacher would probably be need to inform a family being like, hey, your kid's asking serious questions about what's in their shorts that that's not really my job to talk about. And if the parents are like, eh, whatever, then the teacher might have to do that. But I think that's where any self-respecting teacher would would think that they need to contact the parents and, and open, a, open a line of discussion there. I'll let you have that one. If you like, put I like a GM sticker on a Ford, is it a Ford? No, but if you swap out the body and put the Ford engine inside of it, then it's basically, yeah. If you can change the parts into piecemeal it together, then yeah, yeah, it is. Modern surgery is a magical thing. I There's a host of things on this. We'll get into at a later date, I think, maybe. it. It's a hard topic, as I have a real issue with the church and how it addresses this whole idea of gender and gender mm-hmm. identity and I'm not a fan of the majority of the of the responses in the right or on the right yes but I also that, that we can absolutely agree I do have some serious issues with the youth and we've talked about it a few times in the past mm-hmm. with with eight nine and four year olds who gets mm-hmm. support for squirrel 
And it's like, yeah, it doesn't, they don't have the faculties to make those sorts and of decisions. This is, this is somewhere that I, I want to actively give you credit. Like we're sitting here arguing the semantics of, of when a person should receive support towards transitioning. At no point in this conversation are we getting into should a person person be allowed to transition at all? At, at no point is that even a question. It's just a matter well, of when they should be given the appropriate support to do so. Can I say it's a question? I just haven't gone there yet. Yeah, but <laughs> I like the fact that we haven't had to get into that yet. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and that's true. Even if you don't agree with a person's choice to transition, the fact that that you recognize that that's not necessarily a, a, a battle to, I don't know if it's say a battle to be fought, but like it's personal choice, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it, it just is something that I think that honestly our society is going through mm-hmm. and I don't agree with it. I remember a number of years ago in the Christian world, there's this huge issue in the church of unwed mothers. And there were mm-hmm. songs written about it, and there were the purity rings and all these things. I remember those, baby. The whole focus, the whole focus in the church was purity rings mm-hmm. and purity and unwed mothers. And if you were on, there were songs about it in the Christian world that, hey, if it's unwed mothers, you know, you still have to love them. Why do we have to be told that? Because the, we were hard nosed about it as as the church. And I believe in this issue now, it just is a newer version really of unwed mothers in which we have to realize that it isn't cut and dried. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we still have to get along with each other and we may not agree with each other, except we still have to get along. And that is why I won't, I won't lie. I don't mind not agreeing with you and not arguing about it <laughs> a whole lot only a little bit how can you say something so controversial yet so brave so i will say this that honestly i believe that every generation says this and that would have been about the beginning of our generation or maybe our parents and i th- think that every generation i just was talking about this a while ago with somebody how oh the world's going to end or or every Everything's church. changing, and it began with the last generation. Yeah, the end time is coming. Well, everybody yeah, has every, said Everything that. started to change around X, Y time. Spoiler alert, everything's always changing. It is. Every generation changes. And it may be the end times, and it may be the end of the world, but I don't know. I don't care. If it is, at least we have easy access to weed, so we can take it pretty chill. Oh, don't get me good. <laughs> okay. So we have another video for you all. This was the second half of our topic. I'm moving on, Will, because we could That's be just I do quickly want to address oh. to, 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 to Brother Brad here. I am checking out Jackie Hill Perry. I, I will probably have... Well, I'm going to put a pin in that one for next week. You can bring it up now if you want. I hadn't. I wasn't even... No, I haven't, I haven't got far enough into it yet. Okay. I, I don't have the time. I can't, okay, we'll I can't put a pin dual in focus one. yet. But I have, okay, we're going to go on yeah. to the video, the second half of our title, White House Cringe. One sec. Democracy's calling. <laughs> See you, Daddy. Bye. 
Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern. We did a joke. <laughs> hey, everyone. Vogue. Usually, I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, they're like really strict in here. Hey, Jenny. I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that. It's called initiative. <laughs> Hi, White House. This is Cooper. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, doesn't matter. This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious. Hey, POTUS. Is Olivia Rodrigo still here? No. We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, Queen. It's all right here. Cooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. And Jen, don't forget to have fun. Spirit fingers, mama. We need to get shots in the arms of every single American. I'm heading to a haircut. Comment if you want me to make more of these. I, yay, 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 yay. Um, I want to point out the elephant in the room here. Yeah. Uh, that three-tone suit was atrocious. I don't care how you're presenting. A suit with shorts? Negative. Sport jacket with shorts? Maybe. Suit? No. So this video Wrong. was put out by the White House. They hired a a TikTok influencer. They hired about 50, actually, overall. That's and just one of them. They put this video out, which even the left was cringing at this video. The, the, the disrespect it's, of the office of the president. It's even if you don't like the guy, I believe you have to respect him. I, that was a pretty cringe video. I don't respect that video. I, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't have really any, any defense. Like, I, I, I think that the idea behind hiring influencers on TikTok to, to spread that message, smart, if you're reaching a target audience, like that, that's whatever, whether you support the idea that they're, or the, the message they're sending or not, that's another thing. But just the concept of doing that great idea, that particular person, they should have vetted that a little bit better. Well, they did vet it and they posted it. I know that's what I mean. Like they, they should have rubbed what brain cells they have together before before sending that out into the void. Because so that, I don't think we need to get more into that one, do we? I, I think we agree it's pretty cringeworthy. It's pretty cringeworthy. Big stamp. Yeah. Cringe. That's our White House hard at work. Um the other one we put a pin in from last week was uh, the issue of who pays the most in tax. The tax system explained in beer. Suppose that once a week, 10 men go out for beer and the bill for the 10 comes to $100. If they paid their bill the way we pay our taxes, it would go something like this. The first four men, the poorest, would pay nothing. The fifth would pay $1. The sixth would pay $3. The seventh would pay $7. The eighth would pay $12. The ninth would pay $18. And the tenth man, the rich. Would pay $59. So that's what they decided to do. The 10 men drank in the bar every week and seemed quite happy with the arrangement until one day the owner caused them a little problem. Since you are all such good customers, he said, I'm going to reduce the cost of your weekly beer 
by $20. Drinks for the 10 men would now cost just $80. The group still wanted to pay their bill the way we pay our taxes, so the first four men were unaffected. They would still drink for free. But what about the other six men, the paying customers? How could they divide the $20 windfall so that everyone would get his fair share? They realized that $20 divided by 6 is $3.33. But if they subtracted that from everybody's share, then not only would the first four men still be drinking for free, but the fifth and sixth man would each end up being paid to drink his beer. So the bar owner suggested that it would be fairer to reduce each man's bill by a higher percentage. They decided to follow the principle of the tax system that they had been using, and he proceeded to work out the amounts he suggested that each should now pay. And so, the fifth man, like the first four, now paid nothing, a 100% saving. The sixth man now paid $2 instead of $3, a 33% saving. The seventh man now paid $5 instead of $7, a 28% saving. The eighth man now paid $9 instead of $12, a 25% saving. The ninth man now paid $14 instead of $18, a 22% saving. And the tenth man now paid $49 instead of $59, a 16% saving. Each of the last six was better off than before, with the first four continuing to drink for free. But once outside the bar, the men began to compare their savings. I only got one dollar out of the twenty-dollar saving, declared the sixth man. He pointed to the tenth man, but he got ten dollars. Yes, that's right, exclaimed the fifth man. I only saved one dollar too. It's unfair that he got ten times more benefit than me. That's true, shouted the seventh man. Why should he get ten dollars back when I only got two? The wealthy get all the breaks. Wait a minute, yelled the first four men in unison. We didn't get anything at all. This new tax system exploits the poor. The nine men surrounded the tenth and beat him up. The next week, the tenth man didn't show up for drinks, so the nine sat down and had their beers without him. But when it came time to pay the bill, they discovered something important. They didn't have enough money between all of them to pay for even half of the bill. And that, boys and girls, journalists and government ministers, is how our tax system works. The people who already pay the highest taxes will naturally get the most benefit from a tax reduction. Tax them too much, attack them for being wealthy, and they just might not show up anymore. In fact, they might start drinking overseas, where the atmosphere is somewhat friendlier. So, so last week we talked a bit about who pays the most in tax. And I'm just going to grab the... I made you watch all that, aren't I good? <laughs> Quality production. <laughs> I made you watch that whole video. Oscar bait. It's Oscar material right there. So this is an article by The Intercept. 
which is a left-leaning article about how you don't have to fall for the the right's favorite lies about taxes. Okay. And they all use use uh, the same amount of data. And most of it is is out of the IRS through another organization called the Institute of Taxation and Economic Policy. Mm-hmm. But they all use the same set of data, all, all the people I'm going to send you to. And what it says is that the upper 20% of all the taxes well are paid by the 1%. Right. And if you go in that a little bit further, I'm just going to... Oh, oh, oh. If you had the 4% and the 15%, so we're in again the upper upper one quarter of, of all the taxes into the IRS, you're actually at 70%. Mm-hmm. Of all the money... In the pot, in the tax pot, the majority of it is paid by the rich. So argument this afternoon, in which I told you I I may or may not have swore at you, is you're arguing the fact, is this actually what they paid or what they were supposed to pay? Yes. And, And all the data that I could get on it, it is... The amount that they paid, the amount of the money which is in the treasury in the U.S. So where did you get that data? I looked, and I can't, I didn't save it. Although, but every one, it shows at the top, it was yes. the money paid. It's, it's the same set of graphs, all produced by the ITEP, which is a, a bipartisan nonprofit organization that so, compiles that data. If we go to, bump, 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 I'm looking for it. This one. Yes. This was 18. And the, and the source on this one is the IRS. Now, I don't know where in the IRS. But you look at the numbers and they're almost identical in 18. Okay. So, so I know we can argue the sources, although... From right or left or in the middle, all of them are saying. So all of them are using the same data. Now there are lots of holes in the barstool economics, which we can argue about. But yeah, the most amount of tax is paid by the rich. No. I take not issue with. So I did some digging on specifically the ITEP. I haven't done digging on this chart. It just says source IRS. Like, as you said, I don't, I don't know what metrics they're using for that. 
in the case of the article on the Intercept and the ITEP, I mean, the ITEP have their own article on their website that showcases all of this, and all these other articles are using the data showcased by the ITEP article yes. to present that. From what I could find, now I could be wrong, but from what I could find, the ITEP is getting this article or getting this data. They have a system in place that records a monumental amount of tax data, um, both on a federal level and on a state level, and both voluntarily and and uh, not voluntarily, but um, uh, volunteered and freely given from the states and private sector. The majority of that being from, uh, uh, well, from the state, it would be you know what taxes the state is incurring upon people within a state, and then privately it would be via both returns and uh, uh, other data. But from what I can tell, the majority of that, whether it be returns, I'm not sure because I don't know how returns work in the states. But in terms of the states, the states are reporting their tax rates not their taxes received from what I could find. Well, I think if that's the case, every one of these articles would be charged with played or with untruth as, as every one of them is saying these were the taxes, their taxes paid. paid. Like, like every article from all three sides. I can, so I sent you one from Fox, from the tax Institute and from left leaning. Yes. And I think that you might have, a harder argument when all of them are citing the data and all are using the phrase that this is the tax that was paid and you want to say, yeah, no, you're all using the wrong word. I don't think that's fair. And that may be. I, 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 okay. I could be wrong. I, from my point of view, it's... I don't say questionable because I don't want... I can't sit here and say I know better than the ITEB, an organization that exists to monitor this type of data. So my but, argument to you this afternoon was if you don't like the data and you don't agree with the source and yet you don't know why you don't agree with it. I, I, I do know why I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it because I don't think that I think that some of their sources are credible towards the the extrapolations that they're getting, the conclusions they're reaching, but some of it doesn't match up. And so I question how. But what doesn't match up? where they're getting the data. Some of the data that they're getting, like when they're getting data from a state about what the state charges in taxes, that's not telling them how much people are paying in state taxes. That's telling them how much people are being charged or, or, or how much are being... I think that major news organizations would be, would be quoting them. They do it all and, the time. And not from every side of the aisle. And this was fairly universal. I don't think you'll find a whole lot of argument about this. Even so. Even so. So let's let's say for the sake of argument that my reservations are, let's put them aside. Okay. And say that this is true. The top 1% are paying slightly more than they're making in taxes. Like slightly more in relation to what they're making. And they are paying the majority of taxes because they have so the majority that, of wealth. Right. So let's make sure we're clear on this. So their rate as a percentage of their income may be lower. No, no gonna, it's higher. That's, that's not the gonna, thing. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, no, I no, it's not. It's not. And that's the whole thing. I'm not after the tax rate. Ah, you're after the it's tax the amount. amount of, 
It's the amount of money which uh, is going into well, that the pot. true, yes. It's the amount of money going into the pot. It's not the rate. Oh, well, in that case, yeah. Okay. So if yeah, you yeah, take yeah. the pot, so that is the whole idea in behind our barstool economics. Well, that makes sense when the top 1% controls nearly 50% of the world's wealth. Yes. They would be paying their, more than any other group. Yes. So that, but that here's the problem, and you're problem. seeing it in California, and I'll leave this one on as well, as because this is also another example. So for those who are listening and not watching, uh, yes. Brother Brad commented a great discussion on the Buckknife facility and why it wasn't in Washington. I'm assuming they took it elsewhere because it was cheaper. Yeah, because of taxes. Right. And this is an awesome example of this at the moment is California. Mm-hmm. Industries are leaving in droves over taxation. Mm-hmm. Is if you remove the... There's an old fairy tale, you remember... Remember the golden goose or the goose yeah. who laid the golden egg? Yeah. And there is a real world um, consequence. Yeah. Is if you overtax and there is a neighboring, either a nation or, or if it be province or if it be state, who taxes you less they will go. It may take a while. And when you look at the state of California, it took a lot of years. But large corporations, when you look at things like Elon Musk moving out, when you look at, like large enterprises are moving out of the state over mm-hmm. taxation and regulation. Yeah. It, it hurts. And what happens is when it hurts, it hurts everybody and they can't afford the beer. Yes. So there are lots of holes which you can... Barstool economics, and again, I love the video for the idea, but there are lots of ways you can punch holes in it. Mm-hmm. But the end story is, is that if you overtax the rich, they'll go elsewhere. They will go somewhere where they're not. Then let's just eat them instead. Well, then who's going to make your widgets? I'm sure, we'll find somebody. Somebody will step up. That's hyperbole. I don't want anyone to take that as actual seriousness. I'm, I'm not going to eat the rich. I would just kill them and leave them in a ditch. Okay. I, I just want to say that I feel so bad that we actually have to say that. My God. Uh, but no, like it's, it's a hairy topic because it's kind of another one of those no win situations because either we let them continue to do what they do, which is to make buttloads of money while the disparity between the rich and the poor grows deeper than it's ever been before. Or we try to correct it through apparently the only option we have, which is raising taxes. I don't know why that's the only option we seem to have. And then they go elsewhere and we lose the money regardless. And then so the let state me loses out on, on massive amounts of income. And I'm a man who has had money and who has not had money. I've been in both. Uh, I've been in both sides of that fence. Hmm. Never once. And I hold this now. Have I ever looked to the government and said, ooh, you need to help me? Right. Never. As the government is inefficient. Yes. The government is a, in every way possible, is inefficient. The people are helpless to stop these corporations. Helpless. But why do we have to stop them? Because they are becoming oligopolies. 
look at Disney. Yeah. For people who are so concerned about, you know, the media controlling things, Disney controls an obtuse amount of yes. the movie market. Yes, like they do. absolutely inordinate well, and insane. I hate to contradict you. It isn't only the movie market. It's the news. It's the yeah, sports. It's everything. It is a massive media. amount of the media that we consume yes. is controlled by Corporations Disney. Corporations are running rampant. Yes. And unchecked. And I don't necessarily think that taxation is the best way to check them. But, but are they unchecked? Something Blair? has to be done. Are they unchecked? No, absolutely not. They're not in check. Why? No. Because they're not? They can do what they do with little to no consequence? There's nothing like there's nothing stopping this extreme growth, like the growth of so, Amazon that that can like Amazon can do things like okay, so an if Amazon sees a product that it's selling through its marketplace. Yes. So Amazon recently got slapped by the FDA, not FDA, uh, FTC. I think this was a year or two ago they got slapped because what they would do is they would have companies producing a product on their marketplace. Amazon yes. would be like, okay, cool. This is selling really well. They go to a different person say, hey, build this for cheaper. And then they sell it on their website, the same product for cheaper and force out this other company. And Amazon did that. They got caught and they got fined an obscene amount of money yes. by our standards, by Amazon standards, cost of doing business. They yes. keep doing it. They don't yes. stop. They yes. don't give a shit. Yes. That kind of stuff. That That's just one example. But corporations have such an insane amount of money and influence because of that money. So like I Amazon. believe in one thing. Well, I believe in some things actually other than this, except... I believe in a free market. I do believe in a free market. And I believe that if you're Amazon and you're bad, that other people will rise up and will be better than you. But Amazon at this point has the money to quash anyone who would try to do that. And they have, they have, they have refined the system of doing what they do to such a point that you, you can't do it cheaper. No startup can do what they do cheaper to undercut them. Undercutting Amazon. So using you're Amazon young, as an example. You're young, but everybody used to say that about Walmart. They hated Walmart for the very and same Walmart is the reason. second largest company on the planet based on employee count. Second only to Amazon. nothing uh, compared to Amazon right now. It has, has a, in comparison well, yeah. to... It's, the only reason Amazon became what Amazon is is because there was a massive shift in technology, like a whole new change in the infrastructure. And that's not going to happen again? I mean, it might, but I'm okay. not willing to bet on it. Why not? Because that is a global economy-sized bet on hoping that something big and brash so comes So you think that, that the world is going to end from a company which is, is it even 18 or 20 years old? How old is Amazon? Not that old, but I don't think it's going to end, but I think that it is going to, there is going to be so we, we need to change hates. our policies for taxation for things because of Amazon and Google but and Facebook. I, I don't necessarily think taxation is the way to to curtail them. Oh, okay. Now here here's a harsh idea, and I'm gonna I'm going to admit this, like right out of the gate. This is yep. this is a harsh idea, but it is just an example and a ponderance. This is not a uh, this is not a um. Why can't I think of a Tucker Carlson? Well, <laughs> but what about this? That's not quite what this is, but it's yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Back in the day, I want to hear this. the American government had to break up railway companies because railway companies became so powerful yep. that they controlled local economies. 
Yes. And so the government had to step in and chop them up. Right. And make them compete against each other. Yes. To to make that manageable. It's not so it's not an unprecedented thing. I don't necessarily know if that is the way to go, obviously, but some drastic measures need to happen because we're having again corporations that have too much power. They're having power on a global industrial scale, not just in within their chosen field. We have Amazon that can push around politicians and policymakers because the concept of an because Amazon is such a big company, the concept of an Amazon warehouse or building or facility in one state can affect the entire state's economy. And so Amazon can push politicians to make changes that benefit Amazon. And it just grows and continues and it won't stop. Yes. The issue that I have with arguing against Amazon, because I agree, Amazon is huge. Amazon has these these huge... Um, What's the word I want? In commerce, it's the elephant in the room. Has huge power. Mm-hmm. If you look, so Brad has a good point. You look at Sears, IBM, Ma Bell. All of these were huge corporations. Everybody hated them as they were, but never on the scale of Amazon. I would disagree. I, when you look I at would Ma argue Bell. they're not. I don't know what Ma Bell is because that's before my time. That was our phone company in the U.S. And they ruled. Maybe. They ruled down the market, and the U.S. actually, and the government. They hopped in and they broke them up. Hey. So I'm not a fan of government intervention in any way because I think again I'm going to go I back agree. that it's. A, I agree. That's inefficient. So here's an arg- Here's an argument, and again, we're using a lot of Brad's ideas Brad's here. The person nobody who's else here is talking. Is chiming in, but. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Here's the problem with this one. And the the idea for those of you who are listening is be a real consumer. And if you don't like a company, then don't purchase from them. It works really good until you want a widget. And at Walmart, it's $9.99. At the local outlet, it's $19.99. And from Amazon, it's $3.99. Yeah, or you can use ISPs as a prime example. Comcast in the Midwest and the States. Sure, be don't buy Comcast. Comcast. You don't. You don't get internet. Sucks to be you, or you get a fraction of the speed, if you can even get high speed, because Comcast may own the infrastructure in the area too. It's like that where I live right now. The only option I have is yeah, yeah. I agree, Kyle. It's it's easy to hate the elephant. It's, it's, yeah, as a consumer, it's hard to hate the benefits. And so it makes it very difficult to buy from anywhere else if they have everything better for cheaper. But as a consumer, and this is where, where I kind of answer Brad a little bit, you don't always want to spend the money to, sh- to shop at a mom and pop shop for $9.95 or for $19.95 when it's $4.95 on Amazon. Yeah. You know, you know, I want that extra money in my pocket so I can go get coffee. It's it's a but I believe there always is a bigger, better deal. It may be a year down the road. And and I, I look at Facebook, it, I look at Google. Like I look at Google was it was nothing. I started a computer store in nineteen ninety four mm-hmm. and there was 
Yahoo is still a competitor. Is Yahoo and Alta Vista? Yeah. Yahoo and Alta Vista, and neither one of them are anything anymore. Like Alta Vista exists, I don't know what they are, and Yahoo is a shell of its. It's yeah. been sold and repackaged. Yahoo's a nothing. Repackaged, and this was since 1994-95. These are young companies. Yes. And we're mad and at them because they're huge. We're mad at them well, because I, their owners are rich. And yet I'm not mad at them as much as I'm scared of them. Why? Because they are what they are so fast. Like when we look at Ma Bell or or uh 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 or, or railway companies, that's decades or potentially centuries of growth of these companies. We look at Amazon and we're talking twenty years or less. And this is how far they've come. Yes. I don't know if we can wait 10 more years to hope that there's a major infrastructure change. I hope not. I don't think you'll have to wait as I think. I pray to gods that I don't believe in that that would happen. (laughs) Well, I think that you are going to see that as our technology is changing. Here's a good example. I was having a conversation yesterday. We're over an hour and we should wrap up here soon. Yeah. yeah. We were and it, it was, it was a conversation on, on our video technology. Mm-hmm. So we use our software now. I pay $30 a month for this software. Mm-hmm. And it allows us to do overlays and add the comments and do all the audio and do the frames and the video. 11 years ago, you would spend a quarter million dollars to do this. Yeah. This is something that only major news networks could do. You could not do these things. I have in my whole studio, including my computer... About eighteen hundred dollars for everything that I own in this room. Yeah, you couldn't do that fifteen or eighteen years ago. You were a quarter million dollars or more, and if you go a few more years back, you were millions of dollars to do this. Mm -hmm. For airtime on a satellite, is if you. So honestly, if you go back even eighteen years or fifteen years ago, your airtime was going to cost more than equipment. It was Mm -hmm. millions of dollars for airtime to do this. The speed that technology shifts, is, is Moore's law is gone. Moore's law has been left in the dust. As things are changing way too fast. And I, th- for all these technology companies, I, I know that they are scared to death that they will miss the next thing. And that is why mm-hmm. I think that they go big. Well, I think it's also why a lot of them aren't, like, excuse me, Amazon isn't just in the business of, controlling what's sold or, or Google isn't in, isn't in the interest of controlling the, the, uh, uh, the media that's on the internet as much as they're interested in owning the infrastructure. So Google owns the data analysis that mm-hmm. the media companies use to, to proliferate as they're trying to get ahead of it. Well, so that you know, when the next big media well, comes in. Yeah. I think in the bigger picture, when you look at our software I use here, it's two guys in New Hampshire. Mm. who do it in their home, began in their home. I think they have an office now. But but all of this software is two guys in their basement. If you look at Amazon, it was a guy in a garage. When you look at Apple, it was a guy in a garage. Mm -hmm. I don't think we need to worry. I think with the taxation, which is where this all began, I believe the tax... I believe that taxing them more is 
kind of similar to what happens with the carbon tax in Canada is we, the consumer, are going to see the cost. If they're getting taxed more, they're just going to charge more. Yes. They're going to roll the cost down to us. I, I don't think the taxation is going to be the right answer. As nobody, nobody looks at the government and said, you're efficient how you handle money. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. We can agree on that one yeah. to the end of days. And I just like this. A brother Brad asking a Kyle what state you're in, and Kyle says I'm in a semi-positive state. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Kyle a metaphor. I might give him a real high five when I see him tomorrow. There you go, William. It's been fun. It's been real. We've. It's been a good almost episode agreed in the on a few things. Almost. How do we agree to the very end? The very yeah, end. Yeah, we did. We agreed. Um. I think we're good for next week. I don't know what we're I don't know what we're talking about, except it will be on the thumbnail. Yes. Check the thumbnail. But I, I think this we're currently tossing it up between talking about media consumption, especially oh, right, right, right. or gun control. We haven't ironed out the schedule which one's gonna happen first. Right. Guns, guns, and more guns. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the title, so we get lots of YouTube clicks. Booms this is my boomstick. A better title. Oh, 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 oh. This we is my boomstick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you want to leave our viewers with a final word of wisdom? I would. Stay safe and don't die, folks. <laughs>